Hey, this is Jeremy, and you're listening to the Negotiating for Life podcast. Today, we're going to talk about why your biggest month in your business probably won't equal the best month of your life. So I want to give you a little bit of background so that you understand where I'm coming from and how this actually relates to you and what you can learn from my experiences. I have always grown up with this mindset that says, put, put everything away. You, you got to make sure you have just enough money to survive. You need to make sure that um, you don't just go buy something unless you can afford it, which is good. I think that's wise, by the way. I teach that. I think that's really important. But then even when I could afford it, I didn't think I should probably have it because what if something happened next month and then you can't afford it? My wife, Lindsay, has heard multiple times things like this. If we just paid cash for a car, then, then I'll be happy. I'll lighten up a little bit. If we have X number of dollars in the bank, then I'll trust things and, and I'll, I'll lighten up a little bit. If we can travel anywhere we want, whenever we want, then don't worry, I'll lighten up and, and I'll back off on being so tight with all of our finances. If I just had a stronger retirement account, then I promise you, you know what, that's when, that's when I'll lighten up. Do you notice that constantly I'm saying, if this happens, then I'll lighten up. If this, then this. If this, then I'll lighten up. If you don't pick up on it, what you probably need to pick up on is there's a lot of heaviness as it relates to finances in our house. Now, let me tell you something. It's really important that you understand this because I want you to learn. Last month was the biggest month in the history of our business. In the last seven years, Lindsay and I, we have built two six-figure businesses, two of them. In the next month, I'm actually retiring 20 years early from my career. And last month was the largest earning month of my entire life and of any business we've ever run or any job we've ever had. We earned more. I earned more last month than I earned at one of my more successful jobs. And I earned it all in one month. You would think for a guy who's always been saying, if we just had, then this would be okay. If we just, then we would loosen up. I don't have a car payment. I have an amazing retirement plan. I have well over the X number of dollars in the bank that I used to promise my wife. And yet, having the biggest month of my life did not change a lot for me. It didn't change a lot. As a matter of fact, it was really exciting for a moment. We, we saw, the, we saw the, the numbers. We did the math. We, we figured everything out. And I went, whoa, there it is. Look at that. And I called Lindsay over and said, look at this. And we celebrated for a second. It was really fun. And, and, we, and, we, and then after it was all done, it's kind of like when you're laughing or celebrating with a big group and there's always that same thing that everyone does. It's that, ha, ah. And that's exactly what happened to me. I went, wow, this is awesome. Yay. Huh. Mm. And I want you to understand something. It's so important you understand this. As you're building your business, as you're building your life, as you are growing, as you're negotiating through success in life, it is so important that you fix your eyes on what matters. I'm so thankful that I've actually been learning this lesson the fact that I'm retiring early, just so you know, is a sign that I'm actually learning the lesson because I'm not holding on to something just in case. And I thought this week of one of the most successful people in all of history, all of history, 
This dude had more money and more success than Bill Gates could have dreamed of for his time. The guy's name was Solomon. A lot of you guys know about David. Solomon was a king, and he was actually David's son. And he, the, the history tells us he was one of the most wise men that ever lived. Not only that, he was the wealthiest dude that ever lived. And so you put those, that's like the dynamic duo. You're wise and you're wealthy. That's, the, that's like the win squared, W squared, wise and wealthy. And this is what Solomon was. He was wise and he was wealthy. He achieved anything and everything he set his sights on. He had massive, massive accomplishments in his life. He acquired. He never lacked. He had it all. The smarts, the ladies, the money, the stuff. He had everything. And he actually wrote an entire book about wisdom. Wrote an entire book about wisdom. It's called Proverbs. And he gives just tons of advice about what matters. And, and you would think his life was so fulfilling. But this is also what Solomon says towards the end of his life. He says this, I denied myself something, excuse me, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my work. And this was the reward for all my labor. I, if I wanted it, I got it. I had everything I needed and then some. And then he says this, yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. So I hated life. Think about this. This is the most successful man that ever lived. This is the wisest man that ever lived. He had anything and everything he wanted. And yet when he looked over his life, he says everything was meaningless. Everything was meaningless. Nothing was gained under the sun. And so he hated life. How is that even possible? How is that possible? You can have all this stuff and yet you hate life. How can you have the biggest month of your entire career? How can you, how can you walk away from that going, eh, who really cares? But if you're not careful, if you don't set your priorities, if you don't set your values, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. And so I want to give you some things. This is super, super important. I want to give you these things because as you're going through these moments, you're going to have to negotiate this in life. If you haven't already, you're going to have to negotiate. The thing that you said, if only, it's going to happen. And when if only happens, if you don't have your priorities right, if you don't have your values set, if you don't have something more, I promise you, if only will not satisfy for some of you, it's if only I had that girl. For some of you, it's if only I didn't have a car payment. For some of you, it's if only I had, if I had a car. If only I had that person in my life. If only I had that job. If only is going to happen. But then you will feel just like Solomon felt. Meaningless. What does it matter? It's like chasing the wind. I get it and then what? So what do you do? How do you avoid a meaningless life as you succeed? How do you negotiate success and still feel inspired to wake up the next morning? How do you, how do you achieve great things and not go, eh, what's it worth? How do you do it? I want to give you three things that I have begun to incorporate and that you, I believe, could really incorporate and then they will help you so that you don't feel the meh of life, the doldrums of life, so that you don't end up like Solomon, rich, like I said, wealthy and wise, and yet hating your life. There's three things, and I really want you to think about it. And I'm talking to you in terms of dreams. So the if only is your dream. So when you accomplish your dream, 
How do you keep your life from feeling meaningless? The first thing I want you to do is you need to remember what you started to dream for in the first place. If you think about it, every dream, every invention, every successful venture, every journey comes from a place of need. Either it was your own need or you saw the need of someone else. I've recently been working on a new venture that I really love and it all started because someone else needed to make a pivot during COVID. So I helped them to make that pivot and that led to another person who was making a pivot to another person. And now I've literally opened up an entire leg of business that is all focused on this one need, just one need. And it's allowed me to experience and help people in new ways that I never dreamed possible, but it's, and it's created a bigger dream to, to do even more with this area. Every dream starts with the need that you have or a need from someone else. Some problem got solved or it needs to be solved. When we forget the need, we fail to stay the course. When we forget the thing that caused us to grow to success and experience the quote unquote physical dream, but we, we, we forget the need that started it all, we will fail to stay the course. The dream is rarely to make money. The dream was rarely to have stuff. Yes, doctors make a lot of money, but when they were little, they just dreamed about saving someone's life. We all know I love Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison, favorite inventor. He was wealthy, but he dreamed about solving problems, not about accumulating wealth. You have to remember why you started the dream in the first place. What woke you up in the middle of the night? A friend of mine, Carrie Garcia, she says, what is your hell no? What's the thing that you woke up and said, not on my watch, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to solve this. I am going to make a difference in this area. When you have that kind of passion and that kind of dream, you will achieve the if only. But if you forget what got you started, you'll be left feeling meaningless because the dream came with meaning. Number two, focus on the right things. Fix your eyes on the right things. In driving, there's this thing called target fixation. What it basically means is this, that when you are driving, if you look to the right or to the left and you start to notice the things around you, guess what? You steer where you drive. When I was teaching my son to drive, I used to tell him, man, don't, don't pay attention to what's on your right or your left right now because you're going to steer. You start looking that way, you're going to drive that way. So target fixation basically says where I fix my eyes, that's where I'm headed. One of the things you need to remember is success will open doors. It's going to open up doors. It's going to open up seats at different tables, in new rooms, with new people, at different levels. And here's what's going to happen as you do. As you step into these new rooms, as you step into these new tables and sit down amongst these new people, what you're going to discover is there are a whole lot of people that have done more than you, who have achieved more than you, they have more success than you. And if you fix your eyes, if you become fixated on those around you, I promise you this, you will crash with discontentment. You will crash with discontentment. Your success will give you opportunity but then you'll be surrounded by people who have done more, have more, and are doing more than you're doing right now. And you will become discontent with all that you have accomplished. For me, in our business, that has opened up. We've been, doors have opened. 
and we've been around new people and experienced new things. But so many of those people are at a different level than we were at, and now we're at a level with them, but not quite where they're at. And it's very easy to become discontent with where we ha- where we have arrived because we suddenly feel like bottom of the bottom of the pack. We feel at the bottom of the dog pile, if you will. And it's so important that we fix our eyes on the right stuff. I say, look down the road 15 seconds. When you're, when you're a first responder and you drive really fast, people think that's so awesome. I will tell you, it's one of the scariest things I've ever done is drive really fast. But one of the things they teach you to do is this. They teach you to drive 15 seconds or more down the road. Do you know why that is? You, when you're driving 15 seconds down the road, do you know that your mind is able to pick up the stuff that's happening right in front of you? So even though I'm looking 15 seconds down the road, I'm able to actually adjust and make changes if anything pops up right in front of me. I'll never forget the time I was driving 100 miles an hour in a 35, and I came up on an intersection, and we obviously have to slow down to clear the intersection. I came up on that inter- intersection, I was preparing to slow down, and a person actually walked out not into the intersection, but walked out in front of me outside of the crosswalk. I was looking towards the intersection. I hadn't even gotten there yet. And I was able to slow down and avoid that person even though I wasn't actually looking directly in front of me. Because I was driving 15 seconds down the road. I was driving towards where I was going, not just what's right in front of me. And, and I was able to pick up on all the stuff. It's safer to drive farther down the road when you're driving. You need to look beyond your current point in the journey towards where you're headed. That's how we avoid discontentment. We don't look at what's around us on the right or left, those who are doing a little bit more or those who are not doing as much and think that we're just great. I heard someone say that when we compare ourselves to those who are better than us, we become envious. And when we compare ourselves to those who are behind us, we become prideful. Neither one is good. So you look beyond your current point in the journey towards where you're headed and what you will accomplish. Remember that you didn't start it for money. You didn't start this for acknowledgement. You didn't start this for the stuff. You wanted to solve a problem. You wanted to create a solution and you wanted to help someone in some way. And if you focus on your momentary success, you're going to forget about that person who's down the road who needs you to show up. The bigger reason is down the road. It's the person you haven't helped yet. It's the person you haven't reached yet. It's the problem that hasn't been completely solved yet. It's the new problem that was created because of the problem that you solved. For every one problem we solve, five new ones are created. You drive down the road for the bigger picture. Not the momentary success, the bigger picture down the road. You have to fix your eyes on something bigger than yourself. You have to. So number one, you remember... What started the dream in the first place? Number two, you focus on the right stuff. And number three, you fixate on what you can give when you succeed rather than what you will get. Make your success about something other than you. I started this by telling you that I went, meh. I did that when when that first X number of dollars in the bank account, I remember it. It was about 10 years ago and I remember when it happened and My wife looked at me and said, well, we did it. And I said, yeah, because it doesn't fulfill because that's about me. Money in the bank account is about me. Having the car without a payment is about me. I often ask people that I mentor in business, I ask them them this question. What will you do with the extra margin in your life when you succeed? What will you do with it? See, it's not about what you can acquire. 
It's about what you will do with it. Can I tell you the people that I see with the most success, their answers are typically things outside of themselves. Of course, we all have those first things like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pay off my student loans. Great. Do you know what I follow up that question with? And I would do it with you right now. So when you pay off that debt, when you pay off that car, when you get that house, what will you do with the margin in your life? A good friend of mine told me margin equals options. Margin equals options. What will you do with your options? If you listen to what Solomon said, he talked about all the pleasure that he did not, did not stop himself from having. Anything he wanted, he took. Anything, he, but not all of that led to a meaningless life. What will you do with the margin in your life? Fix your eyes on what you can give when you succeed, not what you will get. I don't talk about what I do with my money because I think that it can come across as kind of arrogant. But just this morning, I was talking to a friend who's building homes in Romania. And because of COVID and because of things that were um, that have changed and transpired. They were supposed to build 24 homes for, for people without homes. And they haven't been able to do that because the teams that come to build those homes haven't been able to come because of travel organizations. And they were so excited because they just finished two homes and they're going to finish two more before the end of the year. And I was, I was thinking about talking to you today and listening to what my friend was telling me about where they were at. I thought about the extra margin in my life. I can't travel to Romania right now. That wouldn't be wise for all the things that are going on. But I can help. And I was able to call my wife and say, hey, Linz, we have this extra. I want to do this for this project. And I was able to do more for him and for that project than I could have ever done without having the biggest business month of my life. I want you to think about what you will do with the margin in your life. If you want to live a meaningful life, remember who you started this for in the first place. You wanted to solve a problem. Focus on the right stuff, that person down the road that needs you next. So even when you've accomplished what you need to accomplish for you, the dream continues to grow because there's more people that need what you have to offer. And determine to give with your success, not just get. I hope that helps you today. I hope that you will write down what you're going to do with the margin in your life. I hope that you'll write down why this dream began because I promise you, your if only will happen. If only is coming. The question will be, who will you be after you achieve? Talk to you next time. Hey guys, I hope you're liking the podcast. If you are, please do me a favor. Do me a solid Click the five stars. Click the five-star review. Leave a comment and tell your friends.